episode 198, Establishing a Positive Culture. Hi, I'm Dennis Sheeran. And I'm Raymond Steinmetz from the Instant Relevance Podcast. And we're part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Educators. Is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educator's podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, elite educators. It's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. Thank you for tuning in another week. You're spending your free time investing in your own potential by listening to podcasts just like this one for entertainment and professional development. And like you know, that is why I call you elite. That is something not everyone does, and that is what sets you apart. Well, this podcast episode is especially for teacher leaders as we talk about establishing a positive culture. But let me tell you something that this message actually applies to any educator who has their classroom or they work within a school building. So everyone, tune in. Let's reignite your passion and potential. You ready? Here we go. How is it November already? (laughs) Well, apparently it's December because my friends are blasting Christmas carols and my neighbors have already put up their outside lights. Good heavens, y'all. Halloween was like yesterday. I also can't believe we are at 198 episodes. That rounds to 200, y'all. OMG, what? This little idea I had about putting my blog in audio format because teachers were too busy to log on and read it anymore, but I knew I had to serve them in big ways. I legit started a podcast without ever listening to one facepalm. So the fact that we are here and have birthed and raised two kids, like get out. I'm proud of us, y'all. You heard me. It is a two-way street. If I got on here and no one listened, well, we certainly wouldn't be at 198 episodes because iTunes would shut this thing down. That would make me sad because I love all the relationships that have developed because of the show. And I know so many of you now because you've reached out with questions or comments or left reviews and I've heard how you've put my tips into action. And it fills my heart knowing we're doing big things for our kids and our colleagues. We make a good pair, y'all. We really do. Don't forget, there is still time to get in on the fun of the 200th show. Option one, if you've enjoyed the podcast, leave me a quick audio comment telling me what your favorite thing about the Empowering Educators podcast is. You can say your name and where you're from. That way I can give you the proper shout out. If you don't have a voice recording app on your phone, try the Voxer app. My handle is G-S-C-H-U-L-T-E-K. That's G Schultek, my maiden name. And then just send the audio to GretchenAlwaysListen.com. You can anonymously vote in less than 10 seconds for your favorite podcast episode and share what you like about the show through a Google form. I'll put the link in the show notes. If you're like, what are show notes? (laughs) Just go to alwayslesson.com, go to the post uh, under podcast, listen to this episode, and you'll see all the information right there and you can click and fill it out. 
All right, let's get into the show, shall we? I have to give a proper shout out to the listener behind this topic suggestion. That's Amanda P. This is for you, girl. I know many teacher leaders struggle to get the positive vibe going and maintained, so we're going to dive into the nitty-gritty of that today. A positive culture is something that can feel like takes forever to establish and then goes away almost immediately. Like, how is that fair? It's like preparing dinner and it takes way too long to prep and cook, and then you just inhale it in a matter of seconds. That equation is so unbalanced. The truth is, though, there are a lot of factors that go into creating a positive culture. Therefore, there are a lot of little things you can do in addition to the big things that can get you on the right path faster. But let me warn you, establishing a positive culture is a long game strategy, not a quick fix. You might need more than that Hail Mary pass if you're trying to turn around a classroom or school building overnight. And if you're listening to this episode, hopefully you'll be committed for the long game before the end. Culture begins with the leadership of a classroom or school, but it actually is carried out by those that operate within that structure. So if culture gets a little bit negative, the masses that carry out the culture are why it can happen so fast. The momentum that builds is like a wildfire. Yet, positive culture swings are more about convincing the masses that they can trust you, that you value them, and that, hey, we are a team. So if any of those characteristics are disingenuous, the masses are going to sniff it out and they're going to riot. And then that's a bigger problem. Slow and steady wins the race. Let's look at some scenarios, shall we? I'm going to talk you through three. One is starting a positive culture from scratch. Two, rebuilding a culture once it's broken. And three, turning around a negative culture. So let's start first with starting a positive culture from scratch. This usually applies to teachers who are meeting students for the first time prior to the year beginning, or maybe even that first day of school. They are little to no expectations of each other, therefore extending a hand to say hello, eye contact to showcase a presence, a smile that says, I am glad that you are a part of this team, and then some directive that comes across as authoritative but kind. If you are establishing a positive culture in a school building for the first time, it's probably because the school is either new or you yourself are new. Either way, you need to follow that same recipe as if you're welcoming students into the classroom for the first time. So meet teachers as people, find some commonality, maybe it's a favorite sports team or your relatives are from the same hometown, whatever. When you start the relationship as people, you help build the we culture where we can share the vision and empower teachers to take the reins and make it happen. They trust you because they know you as a human rather than a leader, and they feel valued by you because you're telling them, I am putting you in the game to help you move this thing forward. And as you talk, you are inclusive. You say, we. This makes everyone feel you are part of the team, not the dictator of the team that you can actually roll your sleeves up and teach alongside them when needed, that you can sweep cafeteria floors and conduct recess duty. You aren't above them. You are them. Let's talk about rebuilding a culture once it's broken. 
A broken culture means there was an event where trust was broken, whether you didn't keep your word, you let them down, you're faking it, whatever. Taking ownership is part one. And I must say, though, that the culture needle can go to the negative, whether you were in the driver's seat of the incident or not. So let's say you handled it poorly or you didn't address it. You're still at fault. Students don't expect perfection in the classroom, but they expect you to have their backs and to never give up on them. So if something happens that they get the sneaking suspicion you didn't have their best interest at heart or that you don't care whether or not they are successful in life or school, you've lost them. As teacher leaders, if you are not part of the administrative team, you might be feeling frustrated because you're stuck in the middle of a revolting staff and then this unwavering leader. And that's okay because you are now a bridge builder. You are going to be able to take what you know to be true from side A and translate it so side B can understand and empathize. You in turn do the same. You take the story from side B and translate it to side A so that they can get it. And then you can get some solutions in motion to bring the two back together. Rebuilding in the classroom might just take a class meeting where you share the facts and the rationale for why it was handled the way it was. And then you share the plan of action to move forward. And when students see you being vulnerable about messing up, being brought behind the scenes of what you were thinking and feeling, that they feel protected, that you've got this plan of attack ready to employ and that they're going to help you do it. And all that goes back to getting positive culture from scratch to trust and value in a sense of team to now this positive we. So if you are a teacher leader, the same starting fresh type meeting can happen, whether it's one-on-one or in small groups like by grade level or subject area teams or to the entire school, maybe at a staff meeting. What is great about this is you can be we twice. You represent we as part of the admin team employing XYZ with XYZ rationale and XYZ mishap, but you can also represent we as part of the staff stating we feel XYZ and we want XYZ and then present that common ground to move forward. That is the bridge builder. So let's talk about the third scenario, turning around a negative culture. So take a deep breath. This is possible and you can do it. This is different than rebuilding. This is a ship sailing in the wrong direction One might have had the opportunity to rebuild, but it either didn't work or didn't work for long. But regardless of what happened, this ship took off with a negative crew aboard, steering you right into a deep, dark hole you are sure to get stuck in if you don't work fast and strategically. So this might occur when your student population is an unhealthy mix. Maybe you have a lot of failing students who convince the rest of the class that learning is stupid and the teacher stinks and there's no reason to show up every day. Or teacher leaders, you might have a small sample size of staff members who are not satisfied with their duties or roles, who sit in the staff lounge bickering about the latest this and that, followed by speaking ill of the school and its staff to students and parents. Both of these situations are growing in size due to misdiagnosis of the root cause and misaddressing the culprits. So you're probably nodding your head right now. Yes, this is my school or yes, this is my class. And I hate to tell you that it's going to take a while, like a long while, but this could be the defining moment in your career. So 
To reboot a negative culture into a thriving one, you need to follow a few steps. Step one, get out and collect data. Step two, get personal. Step three, go to bat daily. Y'all like that alliteration? (laughs) GGG. I'll forever be a teacher. I can't help it. Uh, So first, get out and collect data means put on your best listening ears and take in whatever you're hearing. Teachers, go observe your kids during all times of the day. That means working times, transition times, down times. What are they talking about? When do they seem to get the most upset? Teacher leaders do the same. Sit in the staff lounge or just go in and out continuously so you can get the most accurate details. What are they complaining of? Who is always venting? Collecting this data will help you get a more accurate sense of what's truly happening. And you might come up with a laundry list of issues, but look for themes among them. These negative Nancys are going to paint the story for you. There is a deeper pain happening and you're only scratching the surface. Step two, now that you know who is leading the charge and who easily can be swayed, talk to them one-on-one. Teachers, you can grab a kid at recess or sit with them as they read and write. You can discreetly pick their brain for more information while also building trust by having that listening ear. They're going to talk to you. How, how do I know that? Well, they are busy running their mouths already, so they obviously want to be heard. Just hand over the microphone. Teacher leaders, you can stop in a teacher's classroom during their planning or walk back to school from the bus lot with them and hear them out. Ask for their ideas or their solutions. And when you make time to ask for help in order to change something that really matters to them, not only are they going to talk, but they're going to be willing to let you in on the real problem. So get personal. Step three, go to bat, y'all. Get up to the plate and swing every dang day. This ship is not going to turn around on a dime. It's been going the wrong direction for far too long. It's gained some speed along with too many crew members. It's going to take time to slow it down, turn it around, and then get it going in the right direction. So show up when it's hard, show up when you don't want to, show up when no one cares, show up when no one's listening, show up when they get loud, show up when they show out. Just keep showing up. Think about the long game. Release your frustration at the gym or in a journal, but keep getting up to bat. It will be the most pivotal moment in your career as you develop yourself personally and professionally. You are leaders in your classroom and school building for a reason, but it doesn't mean you don't have room to grow. You are about to reach your potential right here, right now. One more quick tip. We just started talking a lot about getting the needle in the positive direction for culture, but keeping it there is a true art. Being excellent consistently is a hard job. Creating a classroom or school environment where folks show up to do their best every day because you're doing your best every day is hard. But because it's hard, it's rewarding. And that rewarding feeling is what builds momentum in the school or classroom so that you can maintain the positive culture and it motivates you as a leader to do everything in your power to never let that go. Elsa, there is no room for you here, lady. That's my Frozen reference. Anybody? (laughs) Bueller? It must just be me. I have toddlers. Obviously, it's my life. Well, what I wanted to leave you with is this. There is one trick you can use to ensure your hard work of building and rebuilding a positive culture sticks 
for the long haul. Are you listening? The secret is to appoint positive culture hype men and women. (laughs) You know who in your school or in your classroom building can bring people together and get them excited about a common goal. Those are the people that you have your best chance at helping you maintain a positive culture. You do whatever you can to reward those folks so that they know their voice matters. You put them in leadership roles in the class and school building where their peers and colleagues can watch them work, experience their enthusiasm, hear their positive messages, and rally around a shared goal. You don't have to do this yourself. You can't be everywhere all the time, but you do need to protect your hard work of creating that positive culture. So find your hype men and women and empower them to lead their peers. This will create momentum in the right direction for years to come. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on establishing a positive culture in the classroom and school building. Now go on and be great because you've just been empowered.